Welcome to Face the Climb podcast with your host, me, Jen Camille. I'm a strength coach for climbers and outdoor athletes and founder and owner of the online training business, Face the Climb. This podcast is an extension of that business, and we dive into topics all about strength training, lifting, the benefits of lifting for your climbing and your outdoor athlete pursuits. But we also dive into why lifting is so beneficial and why you should be adding strength training into your life because it's not just a phase, it is a lifestyle and the benefits go far beyond just improving your performance. If you're looking to find more information, you can check out the blog on facetheclimb.com backslash blog. And you can also give me a follow on Instagram at face the climb. Now let's dive into today's episode. Hello, 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 and welcome back to Face the Climb, Face the Climb podcast. Today's episode is episode eight, and we are talking all about defining success and defining success for you in your climbing. This is going to be a great episode, especially if you are a climber that finds themselves comparing to other people. Defining success for yourself will help you work on towards that comparing to other people. But starting off, we have to go over favorite crag snack and coffee. And this favorite crag snack and coffee was filled out through the podcast survey, which if you have time, you should definitely go do that. You can find it on the website, www.facetheclimb.com, and just fill out that survey quick. And then I could mention your crag snack or favorite coffee and answer some questions because honestly, this defining success kind of came from one of the questions in this podcast survey, but it was more directed towards business, but it kind of has to do with everything in every part of your life. So favorite crack snack, going back to it, their favorite crack snack was Captain Crunch. You know what? Gotta say, I was not the biggest fan of Captain Crunch growing up. I was actually a big Rice Krispie fan, which looking back on it, that's probably like the blandest cereal that you can have. I did not add sugar or anything, but whatever. Captain Crunch for the win for this person's crack snack. And yeah, cereal for crack snack actually sounds really good. Like Lucky Charms. Mm, that sounds good. Cheerios. Once again, that's a pretty bland cereal. <laughs> Maybe I was just always a bland cereal person. And their favorite coffee, they didn't mention favorite coffee because they didn't answer, add that question on, but they did ask if I would try their coffee. Yeah, I would love to try the coffee that you make, but a downfall of this podcast survey is it does not ask for your name, so I don't know who you are. So if you are listening to this, shoot me a DM on Instagram, face the climb, which I'm going to assume that you already follow me if you're listening to this podcast, but shoot me a DM and I would love to try the coffee that you make for sure. Going back to the topic though of defining success, on this podcast survey, this person asked me what the hardest part of starting my business was and truthfully, starting off was probably a comparison and What that came down to was I was kind of looking at other online coaches and seeing what they were doing and what they were seen as successful, I guess you could say. So how they were being successful and all of the athletes that they, clients that they were getting, the programs that they were putting out there and everything. And I fell into, of course, the comparison trap. (laughs) Not good, not good. So yeah, so everyone that's listening to this, like, 
you could be listening to some of these podcasts and being like, Jen, what the hell do you even know? Like, this is super hard, like with habits and goals and like the self-talk. But it's no, I use these things in every aspect of my life. And when I start something new, you bet that I go back through every single one of these things. I figure out and try to start implementing habits. I have to use self-talk. I have to create goals for myself and have to define sex success oh god success for myself otherwise comparison will come right back in so here i am you know you could see and be like oh you have this all figured out for climbing well no i don't i definitely do not but i've been doing it for a while now and i've also been in sports for majority of my life so i know how to implement these strategies very well when it comes to sports and to climbing. But when I was starting off my business, it was something new. So you bet your ass that I was falling right back into the comparison trap. And I still get in the comparison trap sometimes with climbing as well. So don't think that I'm immune to all of this too. Going back though to me comparing to other coaches, it was because I was basing my success off of what it looked like their success was. Now, that is not realistic. It's not realistic because I have a full-time job. I also guide on the side and I have this business and I have no intention of like leaving my full-time job. I don't have any intention of starting my own guiding service. (laughs) Like my situation is very different than theirs. A lot of these online climbing coaches, they, that's their full-time job. So yeah, they're going to be able to bust out more programs. They're going to be able to have more clients compared to me who has a full-time job and a sidekick and then also has this business. So I had to go back and be like, all right, Jen, like, let's define success for you. (laughs) And when I started off, I had eight athletes. That was way too many fucking athletes for me. But, you know, I see all these other online coaches. They have all these clients and everything. Could not do it. Mm -mm. Was not working for me. So I currently have three regular athletes. Absolutely love them. I am going to be bringing on one or two more because I definitely have it worked out now where I feel better. I have systems in place. It makes it easier to onboard new athletes and like my training manual is set up completely now and everything. (laughs) So I can take on one or two more athletes in the one-to-one ratio aspect. But with it, it was defining success for me. So yeah, success for me, having three regular athletes who I absolutely love supporting and seeing progress and move forward in their climbing and helping them climb. And then also I want to end up creating a course, which I am in the process of for the beginning of next year, it will launch. So then I'm able to work with more athletes, but in a span that I am able to (laughs) with everything else that I have going on. And a big thing for success for me and defining success for me for my business to help with that comparison to other online coaches was what do I want out of this business? So here I am, I have a full-time job. I like my full-time job. It's not like I'm using this to replace that. So it's like, what do I want out of my business And it was, I want something of my own and I want to help my ideal athletes, you know, athletes that are attracted to me that I can help out. Not everyone is 
going to be my ideal athlete. I'm not going to be their ideal coach. But having something that's mine and then also defining success for me is this business helps pay my student loans. So right now, I'm sure many of you listening out there also have student loans and the federal student loans have been on pause now with the pandemic until February of 2022. So my goal is once those start and get kicked back in that this business can pay for my monthly student loan payment. And sadly, it is very large as probably many others out there, but that's success to me. So it was defining success for my business and for this. And then, oh man, everything got so much easier, (laughs) so much easier on my end. And the big thing with it, making it easier on my end was now I had a clear like vision of what I wanted out of this. And it helped me focus more on my goals and the process of this business And defining success for me helped a lot in terms of the comparison trap. So now I can focus and be like, oh, no, 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 no. Like, that's them. That's their situation. They're doing them. This is me. This is what I'm doing. And that was huge. So I hopefully through that little story, you can see why it's so important to define success and define success for your climbing as well. Alrighty, we're going to take a little break to let all of you Face the Climb podcast listeners know you get a discount for online coaching that I offer by using the discount code FTC podcast. There is full support options and minimal support options. You can go find both of those options in the description of the podcast episode or by checking out www.facetheclimb.com slash coaching. I will be taking on one to two more full support athletes near the end of the month. I will be opening those and releasing those. You will know by following me on Instagram, face the climb, minimal support athletes I can take on as a rolling basis. And we'll kind of see how many I can take on with that. But those are open right now. If you're looking for minimal support option, again, use discount code FTC podcast to get 15% off those prices for coaching. And also don't forget if you're a coffee lover to check out the coffee ebook and use discount code coffee podcast to get 15% off of that. And we'll get back to the rest of the episode. Defining success for your climbing is going to be huge because this is kind of like the chocolate syrup on the ice cream and whipped cream. (laughs) The ice cream is habit forming. The whipped cream is goal setting. You can throw some sprinkles on there for some self-talk and then the chocolate syrup is defining success. I really do like ice cream. Many, maybe you didn't know that. I absolutely love ice cream. (laughs) But defining success is so crucial, and this will definitely help with the comparison. So how do we define success? How do we figure out success for ourselves in our climbing? Well, hopefully you listened to the previous episodes of habit forming and goal setting, because this will kind of be intertwined with it, which I kind of mentioned with being the chocolate syrup. You figure out habits that you're trying to implement, okay? So the first defining of success We'll use the scenario of this person wants to start going to the gym two times a week. Right now, they're only going to the gym one time a week. So they're trying to form this habit. Well, success for them is going to the gym two times a week. But it's not just going to the gym two times a week like 
every other week, you know, their goal, they're, they're trying to do a habit of two times a week and making it consistent. So it's kind of the success for them would be they're going to the gym on a regular basis, two times a week. That is success to them. Now, when it comes to the comparison, if they didn't define that like next step of that habit forming and define success for them, it's going to the gym consistently two times a week. They could go into the gym and see someone and they're like, oh yeah, I come to the gym like four times a week, getting my workouts and training in, do yoga on one of the days. If they don't have the definition of success for them written out or like thought about and everything, then they're going to be like, oh man, I failed. They're starting to compare themselves to someone else where that someone else could have been climbing now for six years. <laughs> the habit of them going to the gym four times a week is in engraved in them. <laughs> but here you are, you're comparing yourself to someone else's success because you never define success for yourself in that situation. So you need to take that extra step of you have the habit forming, you have your goal setting, now you need to define your success and that will help you stay on course. Not overdo it, not go all like I don't want to say go all in cuz you should you should go all in when building a habit, but you don't overdo it and then burn yourself out and then you're just feeling shitty about yourself, you're comparing yourself to everyone else. Not good. No good. That's one example. Another example would be, so for me, we'll use me as an example, and I mentioned this on um, my Instagram in one of the reels. So the other week, I ended up trying out Moonboard Benchmarks, um, which also, <coughs> side note, on this Face the Climb podcast survey that I went through and kind of created this Define the Sex, oh God, I keep saying sex instead of success. Defining success, what, the question was, what's your favorite training board? It is by far Moonboard. It is by far the Moonboard. I absolutely love the Moonboard. Now I know depending on which version of the Moonboard that your gym has, because there are a couple different versions and hold packs, it can be hard to get into because it starts at like V4. Um, there are maybe some like realistic closer V3s on like the 2016 version now. But the moonboard can be hard to get into. I like it the most because I find it to be resembling the most to outdoor climbing. And I absolutely love outdoor climbing. So it were, that's why I love it. Now, you could love the kilter board. You could love the tension board. There's also decoy holds is coming out with a board that looks absolutely sick. No kickboard, which is going to be really cool. But yeah, tr uh, my favorite training board is the moonboard. And with the... Instagram post that I did, it was me on the moonboard. And I was getting on moonboard benchmarks and I sent three moonboard benchmarks that day. They were like 6B plus, I believe it was the three of them were. That was the benchmark grade. I don't really care. I got three benchmarks. That's awesome. But with one of the climbs, it was a huge first move. And we're 
taking a little break from this episode to let you all know if you have been enjoying Face the Climb podcast, if you've been able to take little climbing gems out of these episodes and start implementing into your climbing and see an improvement in your climbing, if you have found that this podcast has helped you look at climbing in a different lens and also go about your climbing differently and just help you understand that yes, what you are going through is valid in your climbing, no matter what grade that you are climbing at. And if you've been feeling those things, enjoying this podcast, and are looking for a way to support, you can do so by going down into the show notes and clicking on the buy me a cup of coffee link. That is buymeacoffee.com backslash face the climb. Again, that is buymeacoffee.com backslash face the climb. If you are looking for a way to do a reoccurring support for this podcast, then you can also choose that option by going down into the show notes and choosing the Buzzsprout subscriptions. Uh, absolutely appreciate your support so much and cannot thank you all enough. Seriously, that is, again, two separate ways that you can support this podcast. The first is by going to buymeacoffee.com backslash face the climb and or doing the Buzzsprout subscriptions. You can find both of those down in the show notes. And again, I cannot thank you all enough for the sport. I absolutely love podcasting. Now we'll get back to the rest of the episode. And I kept my foot on. I was able to keep tension and oh man, I was psyched. Like I sent the climb, but I was so psyched. I kept my foot on, on this big, powerful move and kept the tension within my body to stick it and keep my foot on. And then the next piece was I was actually able to move out of that position and continue to climb. That was way more like I was so psyched. I was more psyched about that than sending three benchmark moonboard problems. And the person I was climbing with was like, Jen, you're like, you're freaking out. Like, what did you do? I was like, no, you don't understand. Like, I did it. And that was success to me. It wasn't that I climbed three moonboard benchmarks. Success to me was that I kept my foot on and I kept tension. And then one step forward, I was able to move out of that. And the reason for that is I had been working on that exact movement (laughs) for so long. I really struggle at, I'm able to stick a move, like a larger move and keep tension in my body, but then to be able to move out of it, I just couldn't do. Like I struggled so much at it, so much at it. And here I was, I did it and I did it second try. That was success to me. And I was so psyched. Now, To him, to my friend that I was climbing with, success to him was the fact that I just climbed three moonboard benchmark problems when I had only climbed like one or two here and there. That was success to him because for him, his definition of success was sending moonboard benchmark problems. That's not success to me for the moonboard. It's great. Like moonboard benchmark problems are super hard. But for me, that me sticking that movement and being able to move out of it and continue climbing was success. Do you see the difference there? I I hope that you're starting to kind of see the difference and why defining success is important. And with 
it's also important, especially I keep mentioning it is the comparison because I do hear a lot from my athletes and from people when I ask questions on Instagram and from climbers that I talk to, comparison is a huge thing and defining success will definitely help with that. Another thing to take into account with the comparison is a lot of times you're comparing yourself to someone's highlight reel or you're comparing yourself to someone that has six years of training and maybe you've only been climbing for two years. And that's where success, defining success for yourself is especially huge because success for the person that's been climbing for six years is going to be very, very different compared to the climber climbing for only two years. So you need to take into account of where you are at, what resources you have, and then what your living situation is also. What else is going on in your life? Because comparison comes into play a lot is you don't know what their life is like. And it kind of goes back to me talking about my business, like Face of the Climb as a business. The online other coaches, they ha- that's their full-time job. It's not my full-time job. So how am I going to be able to do everything that they're doing. That's not realistic. Oh my God, I would run myself into the ground. But defining success for me was huge to realize that and be like, oh no, oh no, 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 no. This is me. This is my situation. This is what I'm capable of without absolutely losing my mind. (laughs) And also this is a realistic goal to have it pay for my student loan payment once those kick back in. That's a realistic goal. And then some, you know, so figure out where you are at in your climbing career, where you are at, figure out the habits that you want to form, create your goals, and then define success for that. That is going to be huge. And it is definitely, definitely a big key with the comparison. And I would definitely suggest writing out success, what your what your definition of success is for your climbing, out on a piece of paper, post it on the fridge, post it on your wall, or maybe you have like um, a training notebook, write it on the first page of your training notebook. I would actually highly suggest you getting a training notebook if you want to start training, get into training, so then you're able to look back and see what you're doing what works. You can evaluate your own training plans. So then you're not just like, oh, I think this worked. I think I did this that day. But definitely, definitely <laughs> add that to a habit forming thing. Start writing out your training plans <laughs> in a training notebook and write down what your de- definition of success is. And your definition of success could be a long-term definition or it could be short-term. You know, it could be like, Success for the climbing day is that you go to the gym and you climbed for an hour and a half and you did your full workout because maybe you've been struggling to get to the gym for the full hour and a half and not completing your full workout. That could be success for your day. A long-term success could be like me. I was trying to work on this move of keeping tension between my feet and my hands and my whole body is on my whole bodies, not bodies, my whole keeping tension throughout my whole body on bigger, powerful moves and then being able to move out of them. That was a long-term like goal for me and that was success. So I definitely suggest that you go through to kind of get the chocolate syrup on top of your, on top of your ice cream with habit forming and goal setting. And if you did not listen to 
the habit forming and the goal setting, which is episode two and episode three, I believe you should definitely go listen to those because defining success is great and having chocolate syrup, but a bowl of chocolate syrup is not that great. I have eaten a bowl of chocolate syrup. It is not fabulous. We like the ice cream and whipped cream too, to get a complete Sunday there. Okay. <laughs> definitely go back and listen to those episodes and write out success for yourself really seriously. And hopefully this will help too in the whole comparison of other climbers. And if you have any other questions about defining success, you can reach out by DMing me on Instagram, face the climb, and let me know. Let me know what your definitions of success are. I absolutely love hearing other climbers' goals and what they see to be successful and really own you. Own your climbing, own your goals, own your success. And I really, really think that once you start doing that, it will definitely help you become a better climber and improve your climbing because you're no longer, I mean, it will still probably happen, but you're no longer, why do I keep saying no longer? Because it will still probably happen. Fuck Jen, figure it out. It will help, it will probably help decrease that comparison feeling to other people and feeling like you need to do more or you're not where you're at or you're less of a climber because you define success for yourself. So you know what success is for you. I know it's a shorter episode, but I think it's an important one and it starts kind of talking more into the comparison thing, which I know many climbers struggle with. And with the new program that I will be releasing, the new course next year, comparison will definitely be a big part of it for climbers and how to overcome that and work to minimize that. So definitely keep a lookout for that in the upcoming months. But that wraps up this episode of Face the Climb podcast, talked about all defining success for yourself and defining success for your climbing to improve your climbing. And (laughs) oh man, I really got to do better at finishing podcasts. But at this point, I feel like I just got to keep the awkward finishing of podcasts going. Like I've committed now to the awkward ending. So an awkward another ending. (laughs) Bye y'all. Thanks for listening to another Face the Climb podcast episode. It has been a pleasure having you here. And if you're looking for more ways to dive into lifting and strength training, definitely go check out the free lifting guide, which you can find down in the show notes and or on my website, www.facetheclimb.com. This is the guide to set yourself up for success in the weight room and doing it with confidence. We dive into how to build up strength. We dive into auto-regulation, sets and reps, progressive overload to help you build that strength through educational videos. But then we also dive into how a bunch of how to do exercise videos like deadlifts, rows, bench press for barbells and dumbbells. This is guide is jam packed with information and an amazing resource if you're looking to get into lifting. And of course, make sure you go and follow me on Instagram at face the climb. I would love to see you there and have conversations. All right. Have a good rest of your day, y'all.